Hello, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Howdy, to... howdy. You interrupted it. Episode five of The Owl Nest. Welcome back. Uh, your two favorite uh, plat gold silver players in Overwatch. Um, that's where we stand on the ladder of things. Wouldn't say we're all too impressive. Hence why we're probably not qualified to talk about how we people are should be playing qualified. Overwatch. I don't know about that one. I could outplay Paris. One B five me. Wait, why is Paris the bar of? Why wouldn't you do Vancouver? Or it's just like they're so they're like so much worse than you individually that you're like, oh, they're not even a yeah, challenge. Vancouver, who's Vancouver? Are they a team? Oh, in the okay. <laughs> what? What? Oh, right. I haven't seen them play at all. We had a. <laughs> it's a it's a good time here. Good old good old week of matches. But before we before we talk about matches, just a. Uh, Today is the six-year anniversary since uh, Overwatch was released. Overwatch Happy Uno. Birthday to you. <laughs> I, all right. I I did I didn't start playing when Overwatch first came out. I started playing in September of sixteen. So I was what is that like five months, four months late to the party? But I mean, still the same. Still started playing in release here. But you didn't start playing till what twenty. Yeah, uh, 2018, 19, 20, late 2018. You were like yeah. two and a half because, years behind the curve. Yeah, because those first two years, the year it came out and the next one, I was living in Taiwan and wasn't playing any games. Uh, that sounds, but, oh, okay. Yeah, wait, I've, been, and then, I've been playing it for almost six years now, and I've put so much time into that game, and it's yeah. associated parts. <laughs> Such as this. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> what? You like Overwatch? Here we I are. I never guessed. But it's yeah. fun. It's uh, six years. That's a long time to be playing a video game for, though. Um, and I will continue to play it until it gets beat into the ground by overwatch 2 but we're not there yet overwatch 2 doesn't exist so we're still here we're still here playing overwatch 1 and crying our sadness away on 2cp but Tragic. such as every time a 2cp map comes up i i'm just you lose a year so off your life yeah but <laughs> that being said it's like it's been really cool to see like my journey through overwatch because it's like I look at when I first started playing where it was just I got a good deal on it and so I bought it and and I just occasionally played it. Mm -hmm. And just to see how much um you know, when I first started I had this group that played with me regularly and then, you know, that kind of broke away and, and it's just cool to see how as my life has evolved since it's come out. Mm -hmm. Like the game's kind of evolved to fit it as well. And and it's just really cool to see that, you know? And so I, I'm I'm really, you know, it, it's it, it's easy to get caught up in the complaints about Overwatch and and complaints against Blizzard and stuff like that. But it's like this game has really had a big impact on my life. It has had a massive impact on my life. Best sixty dollars I've ever spent when I bought the the Xbox version because I started as a console pleb. But I've I've since leveled up. I am no longer a lower race. <laughs> That's funny. But so uh, enough about uh, the game itself. Yeah. So uh, random side note, you know, uh, so I mentioned I was in Taiwan, wasn't really gaming. Uh -huh. uh, I came back to the U.S. and the place I live in the U.S., it's really dry, really dry. 
and Dessert. when i first came back i was like dying my lips were just always no, so this is going dang <laughs> chap and and i was like and, and you know when i was a kid i would go to the store and i'd always see cool stuff but i'd never really get it but as an adult now i know i can go long. to the get store to the point. Come and on. get beautiful things such as mountain, mountain dew chapstick <laughs> isn't that crazy now not only do you get Mountain Dew flavor by drinking the drink, <laughs> you can, but you can get the chapstick lips. too. I hate it here. <laughs> Mountain Dew. Taste the, put the rainbow on your lips. <laughs> Taste the... Uh, put the, the dew of mountains on your acid. lips. But, uh, yeah, this this product, it's amazing. It, it's it's so amazing. It would even... It, it, it shocked me. Gosh, dang made it. me really glad gosh dang it <laughs> which reminds me there was a match this week shock versus glass <laughs> i hate it here why did why did you have to use that why did you have to use mountain <laughs> you know what i'm just gonna leave it glad shock gladiators fans are sad once again not only did they get reverse swept last week <laughs> they do it again they run it back okay back. that being said that being said before we get too far into this it was against a good team. So it's like... It was. I mean, yeah, it was they got reverse the swept. two best teams in NA, yeah. like, so it's like, arguably. Yeah, they got reverse swept again. But it was against the Shock. But it does suck. It, it was painful Having it happen watch. again is not ideal. Yeah, and it was close. It, it was another one of those matches where, like, it, it was really competitive. And from the beginning, it could have gone either way. Yeah, I... I... The interesting thing, though, is like I didn't think that sh that Glads were playing inherently bad, at least for the first half of the series. And then as time went on, though, you start you started to see some like small mistakes creep in. Like Kevster wasn't doing the same amount with his pulse bombs, or Astro was had like an Ajax beat or two. And it, it, I mean, a shock were adjusting as well. We saw them like come out using Brig and Ash and stuff on Route sixty six, and then they started using like Moira and stuff towards the tail end. But I think a lot of it was glads just kind of slowly boomed themselves as time went on i think they may have gotten in their own heads yeah um yeah it's hard to say for sure uh what it was i i think part of it was definitely there were certain maps that the glads were getting hardcore uh dps diffed yeah i i thought the glads like i felt reiner did really solid the whole series as did Kevster I, I felt for the like, most part. And Kevster did pretty good. Patty was mostly all right. Uh, see, see, it's like... But the... even Kevster, I feel like Kevster, he did good. But was he really outplaying Proper? I, well, I didn't feel like... I felt like Proper was doing okay, but he wasn't taking over the server like we expected him to do. So I feel like Kevster and Proper were going hand in hand. But Patapon was getting was getting diffed by Kilo on the soldier play. And it was interesting that the Glads decided to come into this match and go back to the pot upon Kevster lineup. I thought that last week when they were playing Ons Kevster, Ons was doing wonders on that 76. I mean, they still got reverse swept, but it I feel like he was out he he was playing better than Potapon was to uh this week and like he was at the beginning of the season because i i just don't think that he's and i don't know if it's his fault or if it's like the glads as a team they just don't seem like they 
get as much out of the 76 as shock were and even as other teams yeah. were like i was looking at some of the stats comparing like glads as a team and even potapon as a 76 player and like potapon is like 13th or 14th out of 15 soldier players in terms of like okay. visor efficiency final blows limbs deaths like he's just not getting the value that you should be getting out of soldier and i don't know if that's his fault i know there's it always seems like there's a disconnect between him and reiner we saw that at the beginning of the season when potapon was playing genji he kind of was just going in and trying to clutch fights he didn't need to clutch like he was just kind of going out on his own using ults and i i don't agree with that strat personally yeah um it'll be interesting to see what um version of gladiators we see this next week whether it is patty or uh ons well um, i think they keep potty and because pot upon gives like the flexibility like he can switch over to genji and stuff whereas yeah. when ons is in you're hard locked into hit scan so that's probably why they want pot upon in is that if they need to they can swap to those genji comps and kevster can also play kevster can play tracer and pot can play genji so I don't know. I, I think that they're really close, though, to, to getting their things together because they were playing really well. And then, like, when they went to Midtown, like, the Shock were doing some funky stuff. Like, they put, like, Kilo on Tracer for yeah, the map. Yeah, I was, I was going to mention that. They switched Kilo and Proper around. Um, That was interesting. And it felt like it didn't look great on that map. But, uh... But I will say, like, the second half of the series, after like after that map, the shock looked a lot stronger. They started they leveling up. Back to the others. And so I think it might have been just a reset game, like, proper needed to step away from the tracer just to kind of refocus his mind. And, and yeah. I think it, it worked out. Well, and we also heard, we also found out after the match that proper had food poisoning the day before. Oh, yeah. So this was actually his Michael Jordan flu game. And I didn't... actually didn't hear that. And, and the fact that uh, they came back and won against the gladiators with that. that yeah. Uh, well, and I think the biggest thing was in the map five, they decided to sub salmon for Kilo. And I, that was a, an interesting choice because it's, it's like nothing against Sam, but it's like when you're pulled into map five cold, like you haven't played the entire series and then you come in map five and are expected to just immediately jump onto performance level, well, especially playing a game, uh, a character like Genji and echo. Yeah. It's just not, and, yeah. and I don't feel like he did terribly well either. Like he, it wasn't like he was, t he wasn't taking over the game on Genji. So mm -hmm. it's like, if, if shock hadn't won that series, Sam might have, probably would have taken a lot of the blame for that loss coming into map five like that but they won so it's not you know the end of the world they did pull off the reverse sweep and once again made um the gladiators sad and put them in yeah. an interesting position moving towards the end of the qualifying stuff for kickoff clash yeah exactly like they're well, they're definitely guaranteed in, right? No, because Glad's now with that loss, they still have two more matches to play. I think. Oh, I they're mean, San Francisco. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. With with a win, yeah, Glad, Glad's Shocker still... five and zero, oh, and they're playing Titans next week, which is going to be an Omega roll. 
So no, Shock have, have I think Shock were already guaranteed in coming into this week, even with okay. that because of their map differential. But no, Glad's losing this week as well puts them in an interesting spot moving forward, and we'll talk about that later when we look at the standings and such. But I I hope that Glad's don't let this get to their heads and they're like boom them a little bit towards the end and they're able to just fix the mistakes that they. Sh- kind of had come out during this but i think glads overall are looking like a good team even though they did slip up a little bit i think they look like a pretty good team however the team that didn't look good with their mistakes a certain team from washington dc um got beat by a professional organization uh the the boston uprising so do we want to start with boston on this one or do we want to talk about washington first well i i think Washington is a much more um, depressing discussion, so I think we might as well start with them. Uh, <laughs> this is so on brand, though, right? This is such a Washington thing to do, just lose and <laughs> when they shouldn't. Yeah, you know, and, and Boston just looks bad. Like, the fact that they have two wins is just painful. But well, th- that, yeah. being said, that being said, okay, going into this week, because last week I had my big rant. Talking Boston. about yeah. how Boston shouldn't be as bad as they are. And so I think, and and I know we're supposed to be talking about Washington first, but I think this was Boston looking a little better than they were. Yes, before. Boston looked a little better, but Justice just... Justice looked just, bad. It's they, so they weird, just... though, because like they literally dunked all over Paris earlier in the week. Like, Decay was sticking con like every time it seemed like but then in this match he comes in and decayed just like was non-existent and i feel like that's a theme when it comes to the justice it's like in order for the justice to win decay has to like hyper omega carry and just go super saiyan on the tracer and when he doesn't they aren't able to do as much but it also may i i was when i was i watched watched it back a little bit and i was looking looking at justice and it looks like mag the way that he was playing winston he was playing it into the zarya comp the exact same way he was playing into like rain's atlanta rain's doomfist last week and he just kind of like goes in and tries to take space and against a doomfist comp you can do that because once the doomfist is in yeah well the yeah. doomfist is in but against the zarya comp he jumps in and boston just kind of bubble and then just mow him over so he was kind of yeah. getting rolled a little bit, and then they were canceling out Decay and Happy and just letting Valentine and Victoria do their thing. So it it was kind of a playstyle issue where Mag didn't change the way he was playing versus how they were playing against a Doomfist comp, but it also didn't help that they played Paris early in the week who were just a doormat. So yeah. Washington didn't probably... Well, and I don't think that the Justice expected uh boston to come out looking as strong as they did and with as good of a read um on the matchup as they did yeah that's uh, that's also true i'll give i'll give boston that but i mean it's just justice doing justice things again they literally like ever their ability to play and win the video game just they just forgot they just forgot they had a coma (laughs) and just ceased they were just like oh how do we play the video game? And Boston just walked Punk. Punk and Crimzo specifically just kind of walked all over yeah. them. And Boston really did level up. Like, literally between Saturday and Sunday, leveled up. Because against Toronto... Man, what, what a professional organization. Against know? Toronto, they looked so sad. It was the game against Toronto, uh, my eyes. I actually lost brain cells yeah. watching that game. But then they come into this one, and they just wake up. They suddenly just remember how to play the game outside of Circuit Royal. Because 
I, I don't, we don't talk about that. I don't know why <laughs> they would sub in Itzal to play Winston on Circuit yeah. Royal, the map where even the Winston teams aren't playing Winston. So Circuit Royal, we don't talk about that. So you take that map out, and they look good. Punk even looked good on the Winston, even though his, he was like, Zarya was mainly what he was playing and was looking good on. His Winston was also looking really good. Yeah. Crimzo was awesome. And Victoria apparently wasn't supposed to be playing this weekend they were supposed yeah, to have which... a certain other certain other dps <laughs> player play but victoria was kind of thrown in and kind of last victoria minute victoria looked awesome like like i i was really impressed I, you know we had talked in the past about boston's biggest problem this was even coming into the season we talked about boston's biggest potential issue being that their roster was too big and the coaches were going to throw because they they wouldn't be able to figure out who mm -hmm. should play when and it seemed like this weekend, with this match in, in, in particular, they had a solid five people that were in most of the time. They made a couple changes, and, and most of those were, were pretty troll. But, but when they had that solid five, with those two as the DPS line, it, it looked really good. It looked and, really and, good. And I think if they stick with that roster, which at this point, considering recent events yeah do we likely do we want to talk about uh the events that happened this past week yeah in Boston? let's, let's so, talk about it you, so you probably we, followed it a little more yeah, than me so like we we knew halo reported i think it was friday or saturday uh maybe it was just sunday where he reported that boston was yeah, going to release saturday. marvel and striker because like over the weekend and even in previous well specifically this weekend when even when they were playing against toronto it was like valentine's playing the tracer he didn't look too great we're like why aren't you playing striker where's marvel why are you doing there it was when boston was looking bad and they were doing all their subs but then we did get you know that's they released marvel was the first one who they released on uh on monday they released Marvel. And then, but Huck put out a statement afterwards talking about how Marvel's been struggling with some personal issues and how they felt it was best for him to, to leave the team and return to Korea to handle those issues. But he talks about how Marvel was ex super professional, was just really a good part of the team. They loved having him and he was, you know, uplifting to the team, but just yeah. personal circumstances. And that kind of fits everything that we've heard about Marvel in the yeah. past. So it's, it's really unfortunate. That it's unfortunate that he, whatever he's going, whatever he has going on, that he has to take a step away. But I hope that he, whenever he kind of sorts those things out, he's able to come back and is able to get picked up in another, you know, stint in the league because Marvel, I think is a pretty, is, is a good, is a good tank player is a good main tank player yeah. and he on soul he was like kind of screwed over like forced to play off you know sigma and then it's like he hasn't had the greatest circumstances sometimes but he's a great player from what yeah. we've heard and what we've seen but then we go over to a certain dps player um so striker <laughs> was also released now yeah the marvel and striker releases are unrelated so from what it seems, whereas Marvel, it's like Huck put out a long statement saying how professionally was, how much, you know, he brought to the team with Stryker. The statement was really much business ink sign post. Like he literally just says, "Our org we have concluded that where we are as a team is not the right fit for Stryker at this point. He is a talented player and we wish him the best moving forward. That's it. Uh, and then on top of that, huck tweeted after they won against justice huck goes out and tweets no one player is greater than the team so um this this seems to indicate that striker was not 
they were their people were not getting along. A striker was not getting along with the team. And I mean, we've heard from some previous like teammates and even some other sources right throughout that like strikers had funky temperaments with teams, especially if he's losing. Yeah. Which begs the question, it's like if he has problems when he's losing, why the heck did he join the Boston Uprising? Like, why why didn't he go to a different team? So that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But then it's like... Well, I guess the question comes, like, was he even being sought after by other teams? And, and at this point, like, is he going to be able to find a team? See, that's the thing. I Because we know that Stryker has had some of issues here and, and i mean we even there were even rumors that he retired from shock because he was having issues with shock as well i think all of those like ideas and the fact that he retired last year and then he's had problems i personally don't imagine striker gets picked up by any other team i mean unless you're like su unless you're like vancouver and you're super desperate for something i don't i think striker yeah. might be done and even when he played this season, he didn't look as dominant as he had in the past. Like, yeah, he may be a slight upgrade over Valentine, but after Valentine's performance against Justice, I I think that Boston are fine. And having not having Stryker there now means they can just run Victoria Valentine. So I think yeah. it's definitely a benefit to the team to not have that extra you know, peace there anymore. Like nothing against Stryker, but it just he it doesn't seem like him and the team got along and then they just kinda got let go. So yeah, we'll see. And with as sad as the circumstances are with both of these, you know, in their own separate way it's kind of sad. But um I I think overall it bodes well for the team. I, it does. I think like just the fact that they looked as good as they did this week, which I'm not saying they're a top five team or no. anything like that. No, no, no. They're they're still like maybe lower middle of the pack with potential for growth, you know, given mm -hmm. the right circumstances. But but that being said, that's a lot better than what they look like coming into this week. Because, you know, last week you know, I, I had my whole rant, and that's the thing. They looked like a bottom two or three team, and, and I think their roster doesn't reflect that. Like, I, I, I don't think that they should be. And, and I think these getting rid of Striker and Marvel, with as sad as it is, and, and I'm not saying they're bad players in, nope. in any way. I'm just saying I, I think that Boston's biggest problem was they had too many people dropping a couple. Now their roster has the, the perfect, the, I mean, they could probably, yeah. I, I, I think got, they have they've got a good seven roster. They've because... got the two tanks. They've got the three DPS, and then they've got two. Uh, I mean, the three, three uh, support, and then two DPS. And so, yeah, they they could probably use another um, DPS. But but I think overall, I'm I'm fine with it. Yeah, how I, they look, and I think this bodes well for the future. Of, yeah, of, I definitely of, think Uprising is trending upwards. We'll see what they're able to pull off in the coming weeks. Whereas so Justice uh, Uprising, gosh dang it, the professional, <laughs> the professional organization of the Boston Uprising shows promise. It looks like they've figured out how to play the game and, until they sometimes sub in random people. But as long as they stick to their core five with the Zarya comps, and if they have to play Winston, they play Winston. But I just think you keep those core five and don't. Don't be messing around with those five. Keep Victoria, Valentine, Punk, Faith, like just keep and Crimzo. Just MCD and it's all great players, but 
uh, just keep that core five, keep them in at all times. And Boston, I think, will be doing doing great. So, like, those were, let's be honest, those were like the only two NA games this week that yeah, really NA held. was kind of pretty. It, it was it was a lot of stomps, bold. and it was pretty bad. So though it's like those two games and the oh like uprising justice is only a good because uprising won had uprising lost it would have literally just been gladiator yeah. shock no and, and i was it. really glad that it went the way it was because like as i was watching the games i was like man we will not have enough <laughs> we won't have any North content, America content. This like <laughs> this is gonna be sad and then boston won and i was like oh we can talk about this talk, for a while especially like, this topical as and well so, since you went on so, your rant last week <laughs> Thank you, Boston, for listening to my rant. That's the thing is is they weren't going to like even after the Toronto game, they they were they looked looking tragic. kind of rough. But then, but then Saturday night they went home and they were like, "Remember what Bread and Rice said? Oh yes, we need to be better." And then Sunday they looked amazing. So you're welcome, Boston. You're welcome, Boston fans. I... It was all me. Sure, uh, I suppose. But yeah, enough about NA. So um. Asia started playing Overwatch 2 this week. They finally oh, yeah. they finally started to play and it was madness. It was actual <laughs> madness. So where I think before we actually talk about the matches, I, I want to talk about just just discuss some of the things that we saw from APAC that were interesting. So like we we had ideas that APAC liked running the Zarya comps, and that was like uh yeah. Hanbin was saying that. But I didn't realize we. I, I don't think we expected them to be playing it the way that they were because in NA in North America when they're running Zarya comps, it's mainly like Zarya Reaper, and like those two are very you run those two together. But APAC was just running Zarya and then just running everything else. Like they were running Zarya with Soldier seventy six Genji. They were running Zarya with Ash Echo Mercy. They were yeah. running. They were running Zarya as just kind of like a core tank, and then they were just playing normal comps around it, as opposed to running just the Reaper comps like North America was doing. And I don't. I wonder if that's the way that North America will trend as well, turning away from strictly Zarya Reaper and going more to Zarya Echo, Zarya Ash, that sort of thing. Yeah, and it did seem like some of the NA teams were starting to. Like, I'm pretty sure, didn't we see the Ash a little bit pop up in NA? Yeah, so Shock um, ran it, but they weren't running Zarya. Yeah. So yeah, it's just, but... they APAC was running it was running Zarya very differently. Yeah, but that's APAC, true. Like, APAC yeah, was... It... Go ahead. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was just going to say, the Ash Echo Mercy comps in general were something new. Because that wasn't something we saw in, no. in NA at all. Because well, in um, NA, when they and, run Echo, they don't usually put a Mercy pocket with it. So APAC no, they definitely don't. came up with that one. And yeah, Ash was an interesting pick. It, it looked really good sometimes. It looked really terrible other times. Um, it was Ash. The most of the times we'd see teams pull out Ash on like first point defense of like King's Row or something. And then they'd get like bodied and then immediately swapped to 76 and you're like why did you even play ash in the first place the only teams that seemed like they got value out of ash at least somewhat was spark and hunters when leave and shy were playing it but even then spark didn't win lots of the maps that shy was playing the ash on so it's like yeah. I, I i can understand why you play the ash because the coach gun is really good at like removing the winston dive when it comes in but i just yeah. i just feel like you get more value out of soldier i mean echo is good because we know echo is good we've seen it from na teams a bunch i think having the mercy pocket i think the the reason the mercy pocket is there is because there's also 
Ash as well, but I mean, like, Fusion were doing it on Circuit Royal with Widow and running the Mercy, so I guess maybe they just want their Echo to get more value. So it'll be interesting to see how Ash continues in the APAC meta, but man, there was something APAC was doing that I'm going to need them to cease and desist immediately. Could we not see Sombra play? Please, please, for the for, for, yeah, it did for seem, my well-being. Could it we just like not every do time that? Sombra came out, it was just, it was just not good. I, you know? like, it, I don't... It was like uh -uh. Dante Doomfist, you know? Like, just terrible stuff. Okay. So, like, in NA, we saw, like, Checkmate play the Sombra, but, like, the Sombra had a purpose in use against the Doomfist. But, like, yeah. there was, like, barely any Doomfist. I think, like, Smurf played it for, like, a point or something. So, yeah, like, the like, Sombra has no purpose. So, like, Soul and Char... Like, Soul and Guangzhou pulled out the Sombra. Develop pulled it out the most on the charge, and it was tragic it was straight up just the most tragic thing that route 66 attack against valiant i uh, some please apac teams apac teams listen don't play sombra and he's stopped just don't do it please just stop <laughs> don't do it i beg of you for my sanity don't do it anymore <laughs> i don't want it i do not want the sombra i do not like it sam i am but other than that, it seemed like a lot of the APAC teams were kind of just playing what was comfortable for them, the heroes that worked best. But I feel like that also led to a lot of underperforming and overperforming and a lot of inconsistencies, which led to some of the match results that we ended up with. So which uh, which team or match should we should we dive into first? I think well, I think let's start at the top. Um, the upset of upsets. I want to talk about fusion because yeah. I I was surprised so. Us is, uh, I mean, pretty much everyone expected Shanghai to come out and be dominant this season. They have the same roster they won with last year, mm -hmm. and they just they on paper should be the most dominant team. Um, just like the fuel was supposed to be in NA, and then just like the fuel did season, I mean, week one, <laughs> they get bodied. <laughs> they just got bodied, and, and and yeah. So fusion, I I will say fusion looks like. A, a real powerhouse in the east and i i think i i definitely um i didn't expect them to look as good as they did but they looked awesome i i thought fusion came their in dps line was insane zest is a bit of a freak and even oh, mm3 yeah. is kind of a nutcase as well but zest on like yeah. the echo and the genji and he and on the tracer as well he was just pounding everyone just just running kids over and yeah. like Bellus Rea looks great on the tank. Fury continued to always look like all every part of Fusion yeah. looked really good. And like that's like all there is to say about Fusion. They just looked awesome. Yeah. Their DPS rookies looked fantastic. And that makes me like wonder is like, yeah, Carpe did get some playtime, but is he gonna get a whole lot of playtime? I would rather I run MN3 so. and yeah. Zest rather than try and put Carpe into there. Cause those two yeah. were pounding this whole week. But yeah, and and it's it's kind of hard to find things to talk about about them just because of how solid it it is. You know, it's a lot easier to talk about teams' weaknesses uh, than their strengths, and it it really didn't look like there were any weaknesses. No, to, not currently. And and I I think at this point, it, it's really early to tell because we haven't seen them play all that much. They've had mm -hmm. two matches, but at this point, they have the potential to be top team in the world coming into um 
the next few weeks, and so it'll be interesting. But then to see on the the flip side of that match, the uh, Shanghai Dragons kind of come in and get uh, kind of get run over. Yeah, uh, it was. Uh, they it was for the for that first match. They just kind of got diffed. It was it was a diff of every of of mass proportions, similar to fuel getting diffed by outlaws i think it may have just been uh first match jitters or something like that but it was interesting because dragons in their matches like in their game against fusion they were mainly running void they were running those zarya comps but then when they played yeah. spark they moved over to to bring fearless i mean to, to bring fate in and playing a lot of the winston comps yeah and that was that was pretty interesting i i think I, I I mean obviously the Winston version of Shanghai looked a lot stronger than the Zarya. Well they were um, also playing not fusion, so that's true as well, although the shock looked pretty strong this week as well. Uh that yeah. that's the thing. The APAC is just confusing to me right now because it, it's like What's the power level of you, these teams? Yeah, because like you look at the um the spark and it's like yeah, they they lost to Shanghai, and coming into the season, we didn't have them all that high, but they beat Seoul, and so it's like, and they beat Valiant, but Valiant isn't anything spectacular. But, but Valiant, Valiant takes took Seoul maps, to five, and then took Seoul to five, but Seoul lost to the Spark, so is yeah, is Seoul it's just not I I don't good? know so. Yeah, it's, it's like it's a mess. I, I think we take the dragons match. So it's like the dragons, because they were able to beat Spark, at least shows us that the dragons are still like a, a really good team. They're just not yeah. untouchable like they were last season. And yeah. and I think in the Spark match we saw a little bit more. But even in the fusion match specifically, it's like we we just took a time machine. It's like it's 2017 again. Who are you out here playing Genji <laughs> and looking like it, he never he he never left? I even yeah. in even in the Philadelphia game. Who are you is still popping off on the Genji. So I think it's going to be interesting to see what Shanghai does with the Who Are You Fleta rotation because obviously you always want Lipin to play the hit scan. Yeah. So it's more so it's like when do they want to play Genji? Or are they just going to keep Who Are You in? Because he played like Tracer on Eichenwald and stuff. And I think they would, I think they prefer his Genji over having Fleta in to play some of those other like heroes but i think they just need to get some of their stuff together they kind of just flubbed against fusion came out a little flat yeah. similar to how Yule did against the outlaws so i'm not worried about the dragons i think fusion are just super good so yeah. you can't really harp on the dragons too much for that kind of loss and as long as well, they get their stuff together and i i feel like one potential issue with the shanghai dragons is and, and i think i might have talked about this in our preseason uh conversation uh in that episode was just they have a lot of older players they they have they don't have any rookies do they or they have one right um no they don't i don't think no they don't have any rookies. oh no they have they have uh bb because they brought no, no they brought baby yeah. but he's not a rookie but he's not a rookie over. yeah so that's the thing it is overwatch 2 it's very it's overwatch still but it, there are differences in the strategies that need to be played. Mm -hmm. And we can see that in the evolution of, of push and what, what's coming out on that and stuff like that. And so it's like, there are some intricacies that 
were in Overwatch one that aren't in Overwatch two, and and vice versa that are in Overwatch yeah. two that weren't in Overwatch one, and and I think as a result, mm-hmm. uh, I think any team that doesn't have rookies is a slight disadvantage coming into this game because all like a, a lot of the the intricacies of team play that were in Overwatch one aren't the same necessarily in Overwatch two, and, and so and that might be troll of me to say, but it's like. You know, anytime you have big shifts in meta, even mm-hmm. you, you give lower teams with younger players an opportunity to show what they have, and and I think Shanghai Dragons is just struggling with that. I, I think by the end of the season, if they're able to, you know, figure things out, then they'll be fine. But honestly, if I was on Shanghai Dragons, you know, there's a reason why pro players in any esport only last you know a few years most of the time it's, mm-hmm. it's because it, it is so demanding especially to keep up with changes in the game and when you completely change the game from overwatch 1 to overwatch 2 it's like how much can the players handle when it comes to changes and and so i think because of that mm-hmm. shanghai dragons could have a pretty rough season or they could come back and just completely dominate because they have the talent it's just a matter of do they have the drive I wouldn't say they're going to come out and disappoint, but okay, I guess that's a take. Yeah, <laughs> the potential for it. So, so the dragons they looked good, but then they were taken to five by the spark, the team that we didn't think were going to be able to. Well, so we we thought the spark had a good roster. We just thought they weren't going to be able to manage it well. Yeah, and they did okay this week. Well, better than okay. I mean, they took they beat Seoul and then took dragons to five i'd say that uh, the biggest takeaway from spark are that shy and alpha Yi are kind of just oh broken nuts like they need nerfs like like alpha Yi especially so with shy we knew he was good from last season we just didn't get to see a lot of him because you know spark were doing the spark things but yeah alpha Yi yeah. on on all the projectile stuff was looking pretty clean on all of those things and they look like a really solid team it's just my yeah worry for spark is their history of just whiffing hard with their roster and their comp choices because we saw in their matches they they did run gooshway and they ran bernard like they flipped between them yeah. and when they brought in gooshway to play the winston comps they didn't look as good as when they had bernard in playing zarya and i feel like it would be such a spark thing to do to just play gooshway all the time even though they look better with Bernard and Zarya, they'll be like, "Oh, well, I'll just run Gooshway on Winston." But even when because they had Bernard in, even when they had yeah. Bernard and they like tried to pull some like diva shenanigans and like Eichenwald and stuff, and it just didn't work. And those are those are the instances where we see old Spark like kind of yeah. show its face, where we're like, "Uh, don't do that, don't do that." It's kind of like Boston, and they're subbing in of its on MCD. We were like, why, why, why are you doing this? Why are you messing with things? I think if Spark just don't do that, they're gonna be okay. But the problem is them not doing that. Yeah, exactly. And and I I think the the Spark are the perfect example of what I love about APAC this year. It is so many of these rosters they have this insane talent. They have crazy pop off potential. Mm-hmm. You know, like you look at Alfie, he's just. It's beautiful to watch. And, and, you know, it seems like just the talent on some of these teams in APAC, it it just makes it so it's so competitive over there. Where the Dragons can, you know, be 3-0'd and still be, you know, considered one of the best. And and that's the thing is is there's so much um, 
just upset potential in this region where pretty much any team looks like they can take on any other team given the right situation yeah uh, besides the fusion looking absolutely it, cracked and it but. seems like situation but then just like what sort what version of a team shows up and that's what exactly. i want to go in with soul because soul come into this game against spark and just disappear they're just gone they're just gone yeah. and then they play the valiant and they also just look a little lost they just i i, I this the and soul then, dynasty that played against spark and valiant were trying to do too much with smurf like I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly, in those two matches, he literally played all of the tanks that isn't that aren't Ball and Arissa. Like he was playing Winston, he was playing Ryan, Doom, Sigma, Zarya. Like Smurf's a great tank, but like calm down, you, he can't do everything. And so they weren't able to like do some of the things they wanted to because they were forcing him onto these weird kind of roles. And I don't hope that they don't like do that again. Like I think that they really should go and sign an off tank player to like take some of the pressure off of smurf so that that doesn't happen but like it was just they weren't able to really do anything because they weren't sure of what kind of comp they were just trying to get too cute with the tanks but then yeah. like they go and play against Chengdu and holy and just, slam oh my goodness they just decided no we're just gonna play smurf winston and the profit smurf dive I, that needs to be like regulated like the esports commission needs to like regulate that dive like nisha <laughs> nisha and monk were just getting farmed it was so good so it's like it, it's, it's the thing with this dynasty team it's like one week they can just look like they don't exist but then the next the next match well, like the next day yeah i was gonna say it's not even different week it, it's the same week they have three matches two of them they just look like garbage and then the third they just destroy and, and this isn't a crappy bottom of the um, bottom of the league teams, the Chengdu Hunters, they 3-0'd the Guangzhou Charge just the other day. So it's like you have a team right off of a huge victory that just gets stomped by this team that looked really rough these first couple days. And and so if the Soul keep with uh, the way they looked on Sunday, it's going to be a really good season They, they just them. need to lock in the dive because it seems like dynasty are the kind of team that just rely heavily on like individual pop-off moments so it's like yeah. they just hope that profit and fits are able to do something and now they have smurf so they have a tank that can help with that but they just need if they can just get their teamwork together and if they're able to do the kind of dives that they were doing against hunters against all of the other teams and all the other matches then they're fine but yeah. i know soul and we know them from last year that's not going to be the case they're just going to disappear some weeks yeah and that's well, what worries me part of Part of it is they have a small roster, but they're playing like they have a big roster. They're trying to bring out these these weird picks that just do, it, they just need to choose their play style and stick with it. And they need to find yeah, they, do the dive and just stick with it. They need to find their play style, and I I think they'll if they can work that out. Which I don't know, you know, we'll see what Coach Toby can cook up for the Soul Dynasty. But then the team that they just bodied with the Hunters who. I can't. Do we fault them for the loss to Soul? No, because Prophet and Smurf are just playing cracked out of their minds. Yeah. So I and don't know that we can fairly rate the Hunters off of that match specifically. So I I think more so what it is is their match against Charge. Because when we were coming into the season, right after they had kind of they lost to Prita and they lost Far Away, we were worried a little bit about their flexibility. And yeah. 
I think as long as Chengdu doesn't, as long as double hit scan never becomes meta, I think they're going to be okay. Because Jinmu still pounds on Genji. I, I, yeah. He still pounds on Genji. So as long as they're able to play the Genji, and even on the Reaper, he looked good. I think they, they have, a, they're fine. I think they'll be fine. Yeah, I, I, I think Chengdu, it's one of those teams, I don't know if they'll make it to this uh, first tournament uh, necessarily, but we'll have to look. Um, but yeah, they're, they're one of those teams I could see them losing to anyone or winning against anyone, just depending on the week. Um, I feel like they they look a lot better than they had the potential to be after the the crazy off season they had, I was worried that they had the potential of coming in with just no focus because it, it's hard to focus when you run the risk of losing your job, you know? And, yeah. And, and so I, I was worried that that might play into it, but mm-hmm. they looked great until uh, great against the charge. They fell apart against soul, but like you said, we can't really fault them for that. Soul just looked insane. And, yeah. and I feel like Soul has the type of roster that when they pop off, it's like there's nothing you, just you can can't do about play it. The game, and so it's like, and I feel like Chengdu doesn't quite have that same kind of pop off potential that Soul has. No, but they I, have moments like when like Lee will do yeah. Lee things and Jinmu will do Jinmu things, but I yeah, I don't think that they are. The are you bad. worried about their backline after that? No, I thought Nisha Not and Monk I thought did okay, like they did good, and I don't know. Again, it's like. I don't know how I can't really fault them for getting turbo farmed by Prophet and Smurf because that dive was just crazy. Yeah. And they were just getting hyper pressured. But against the charge, they looked they looked great. So I'm not yeah. I'm not worried about the this I'm not worried about the hunters overall. I think that they will do okay. They just need to try and not get turbo farmed when they can help it. And I think they just need to figure out what kind of comps they want to run. Because since they are somewhat limited, like they can't run tracer hit scan like some other yeah. teams do. Like, they can't do the Tracer 76 because their Tracer and 76 player are the same person. Leave can only yeah. do one thing at a time. So they're kind of locked into these Genji or Reaper comps or, you know, these Gen- these Genji Reaper comps, and that kind of puts a cap on the things that they can do. But Jinmu can play those to a high level. I don't... We didn't really see him on Echo at all, so maybe they could try and use some Echo comps, like Echo Ash. Uh, oh no, they did play some of that because Leave was playing the Ash. So I, they, they, they should be okay. It's just they, they can't go too far out into the comp stuff because Jinmu can't play it again, which could yeah. I don't think is going to be a problem right now. But I think as a team, their ceiling, I don't, I don't think that they're going to be able to break into the top four of APAC just because yeah. the teams above them and, are just insane. And I don't think they're going to add anyone to the roster considering the current financial issues and stuff and so i think the chengdu we see now is the chengdu will well and like the only thing to... that they would add would be another dps player because they added daisy yeah. before things got started so they have an off tank player to go with gaga and i don't think monk and nisha are i think they're doing fine but no i think they're fine if they and were to add be nice someone to it would that, be but... it would be another hit scan player like yeah. aprita was going to because aprita was going to be a hyperflex for him so they just kind of have to do it with what they've got, and I thought they did well against it against Charge. Although, side note, Charge are the that team. Yeah, they beat. Yeah, Valiant. Which, they beat do we Valiant. Want to talk about the they, Charge now. They beat Valiant, but other than beating Valiant, it's like how impressive is beating Valiant, especially the first game of the season. Like Choice 01 looked good, and so did Far Away. Like Choice 01 and Far Away, despite the rest of the team, looked yeah. really good. But like Unique. Looked like he was struggling about a main point, and Rio 
looked tragic at times on that Winston. Yeah. Like he just whiffed. I don't think Rio is it. I don't think that they really have a whole lot of. Uh, uh, you have Krong, I guess, that you can lean on to play like your your off tanks, but I. Uh, Rio is not it on the main tank. And other than Choice of One and Far Away, Unique looked like he was struggling, and Develop needs to just never play Sombra ever again. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. Develop, please don't. All of <laughs> APAC, don't do it. Like Fitz, I'm looking at you too. Don't do it either, but Develop. <laughs> that especially not developed that point a route 66 attack was it like was the saddest attempt at a they got two terrible. final blows rio yeah. got a hundred he got a, a deadlift he deadlifted the team he got all two of the final blows i oh, the man. charge are just uninspiring i don't I, I i don't know what what else to say about this team because at least the valiant showed signs of life and yeah I think, and that's the thing i feel like the valiant because Valiant and Charge, they're both at the bottom of the standings. They have the same map differential. But I feel like the Valiant, they have like... First of all, Valiant, coming into the season, we had pretty low expectations. No expectations like next time, nothing. And so the fact that they did anything this week and, and they kept up uh, map differential with the team that beat them, one of the teams that beat them, Shows that, that maybe they aren't as bad as we thought they were. And and Guangzhou, I feel like they're exactly as boring and as uninspired as we as thought, we they, thought would they would be. <laughs> and so it's like, you know, even though they're they're technically above Valiant in the standings and they beat the Valiant, it's I like... I'd say Valiant are the better team. I, I Yeah, and, and the Valiant are much more worth watching because, let's be real, I don't think either of these teams are going to get, get into any tournaments. Probably um, not. And, but the Valiant, they at least, they they'll took, be interesting they to took watch. Soul and Spark the five. Soul who That's beat Chengdu and then Spark who almost, who beat Soul and then almost beat Dragons. Like Valiant showed some life. They, in one yeah. weekend, won more maps than they did all of last year, which is, I, I mean, yeah, yeah that so, bar is like job, so <laughs> low, it's like beneath the ground, but go Valiant. I yeah, thought and Sachin... I don't think they're going to go the entire no, season. They'll, they'll, they'll I, I think even in the next wins. week, I wouldn't be surprised if they won something. You know, I'm not sure which match, but I, I they just showed life. Dia yeah. Dia continues to look good. Dia was really doing all he could to carry, especially against the charge. But I didn't think Becky looked bad, and even when Ezhan came in to play the hit scan, he didn't look terrible. Sashin looked great on the Zarya, and I oh, think yeah. they should just lean into the Sashin Zarya and just play because that's what he's comfortable on same with basically every other team in apac just play what they're comfortable with because valiant if they keep playing this way they'll get some wins like they may not be able to make tournaments or make some massive splashes in the yeah. league but i mean after what happened last year i think they definitely deserve it and players yeah. like players like dia dia specifically I would just want Dia to succeed. Anyone who was on that season one Shanghai team, just did they just need something? Give them something, oh, yeah. some hope. Well, and and the thing about the Valiant, that it still confuses me. Like, I know why they have five DPS players. It's you know so they're covered no matter what. But why do they have five DPS players to cover all the holes? And one solo tank player, like that's the thing that confuses me about. The I, I don't, I don't know, and I don't get it because because 
you know, when asked about it, they're like, yeah, we want to be able to play in any meta. But what about the tank? What about the like, tank? You gotta, is Assassin yeah. just supposed to cover all the like, I don't know. I guess so. I, I guess is... tank, tank just, it, according to Valiant, tank is a uh, unimportant skill. Yeah, I, yeah. I, hope Valiant, <laughs> I hope Valiant pulls some things together. I'd like to see them get some wins. And you're right. I yeah. would much rather watch Valiant matches than charge matches. Charge yeah. just... I don't, that team, if they cease to exist, I wouldn't bat an eyebrow. Oh. But that being said, <laughs> Charge would beat the bottom four or five teams of NA. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, but yeah, yeah. yeah, it's kind of the, the NA, the thing about NA is some of those teams are so bad, it's fun. Like, APAC, I feel like maybe it's just because they're so far away and I'm so tired when I watch their <laughs> games, but I don't feel like. Like them losing, it's not as charming as it is in NA. When like, Vancouver like, just flat face yeah, like every Vancouver, week. Yeah, like Vancouver face plants, and you're like, oh, Vancouver, <laughs> doing it again. Guangzhou charge, they lose, and you're like, gosh yeah, dang it. That happened. Man. Oh, well, well. That doesn't matter. I stayed up for this. That's. I, I hope that some. I hope APAC just continues to be exciting moving forward. Yeah. As, but, you know. Those were the matches and the teams that happened this week, but I think I think it's time to uh, now that we have APAC finally. Now we can actually do power rankings involving APAC. For once in our freaking lives, we can actually look at APAC for power rankings. But we'll we'll start. Let's start with APAC. I feel like APAC's power rankings are a little easier to decode because NA is always just a mess. Is just a dumpster yeah. fire. So I think is there. I don't think there's any reasonable argument not to put Fusion first, right yeah, after this I week. Think they have to go first. Uh, now for second, even though Shanghai got bodied by Fusion, I think Shanghai still deserves a second spot, like easily, because they beat Spark. Unlike every, yeah. unlike literally every other team below them, who just for some games just looked like they didn't want to exist. I think Shanghai at least showed that they're getting back on their feet. That they're, they're not being boomed by the three zero. So I would say Shanghai is definitely at least the second best team in APAC. Yeah, any 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 objections there? I think there's an argument to be made that the shock, the spark, I mean the spark, sorry, the spark, <laughs> the, the the spark, the spark go above them. No, I I think there's a an argument to be made that this spark looked uh, stronger. Than yeah, Shanghai but the did. dragons beat the spark. Yeah, that means and then, nothing. And though. then the valiant took spark to five. Valiant took spark to five. Yeah, you think you think Shanghai true. are going to be taken to five maps by Valiant? No, I don't think so. I think, I think it's possible. I think Spark definitely made a strong case for third, though, like right behind Shanghai. But I don't think they're better than Shanghai. Okay, we'll put Shanghai there. But... I think Spark or third. I think I, I. Do you do you agree with that? Like you're trying to say Spark yeah, could be yeah. second, Spark or at least third. I think Spark. And there. then I would say Soul follow up fourth. Yeah, and, and then, then Chengdu. Chengdu. And Valiant and then Charge. Even yeah. though Valiant lost to Charge, I think Valiant looked way better in the remainder of the weekend than Charge did. Yeah, and plus, I refuse to put Charge above, above Valiant. <laughs> above Val Valiant is like Spitfire to me. It's like there's a spot in my heart that's always <laughs> going to place them like one or two spots higher than they should be. Fair enough. I I think that's a, those are good rankings. I feel like it was pretty easy coming out of this week to rank the teams. Um, but then we look over at the NA side, and good heavens, I don't... Okay, so... We have to do this. <laughs> so, just 
I after this week, I would say Dallas Fuel are number one over Shock. You would? I would. What would you? Because I the reason I say that is because I think the Zarya comps are stronger, and I think that's the way the meta is trending. And Shock has not played those at all. And so I think that if, being said, if Fuel and Shock played each other, I would predict Fuel. That being said, what what matters is which team wins matches and i mean both do the but the sharks shark are still undefeated well yeah i think the fuel aren't and and i think the yeah, shock have the, more consistency the fuel got, because the fuel had stage fright against the outlaws yeah but i think that but because of shock, that the shock i have not played any anybody of any worth are you saying the Glads are of zero worth? Well, no, but the Fuel also beat the Glads. Like, the only win that Shock has that Dallas don't is that Shock beat the Outlaws and Dallas didn't. But Dallas beat Toronto, and Dallas beat Washington, didn't they? Yeah. But still, the Shock hasn't lost a single match, and I think you, you can't put Fuel... I you can't could put, put Fuel. Uh, I, I just think the Zarya comps are better. Can... The Zarya comps are better, and Fuel are looking like one of the best teams in the world at that kind of comp. Whereas Shock only play the Winston. That's it. They just play Winston. They just play yeah, the Winston. But, they, but wouldn't the team that... So you're saying the Shock are playing the, the worst team. I mean, the, the worst comp. Not the worst the comp. Well, yeah, no, so not I'm the saying, worst. I'm saying the, the Winston comp is weaker the than the, the Zarya comp. When, when an wouldn't the team match. that's still undefeated playing a less efficient comp no shock hasn't played a good zarya comp team they've just played other winston teams in doomfist whereas fuel are playing everybody else that plays winston comps and beating them i still think i think if fuel and shock played this weekend fuel would come out on top i think it's a possibility but it's hard to say and i think the shock has the shock are able to make adjustments and and win games. Well, so the fuel, are fuel aren't necessarily. They beat. They beat. They won they with Hanbin Winston. They won with Hanbin Winston against another good team. But they got three would by the Outlaws, and and I think while that's there, you you can't put them above Shock until they play each other and. Okay, we'll leave Shock at one, but I disagree with it. I disagree with it. But Glad's oh. three, right? Glad's three. That's Glad's three. Okay, now that's... we get into the chaos that is. Uh... Didn't we have Washington next? We have Washington originally? next. <laughs> yeah, that's kind all of right. Cool. Washington goes down to the bottom of this middle tier, correct? Above London. Yeah, Be- below London. No, above London. Stop it. <laughs> below uh, London, above Atlanta. Above Atlanta? No. <laughs> Below London, above Atlanta. So London, Washington, Atlanta. I'm just kidding. No, okay. We're we're going. We're Atlanta, Washington. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then next up is Defiant, and Defiant against Boston on Saturday looked though they won. Ever since I started playing with Although, that it, they have not looked inspiring at all. Yeah. So I would say current strength Toronto is like above Justice, below Atlanta. Yeah. And then you'd put, would you keep Houston no, fourth? No, I would put 
I would put Atlanta fourth because Atlanta this week, even though it was against the Titans, they showed that they are capable of moving away from the Doomfist because they brought in Gator, Winston, and put Venom on the Tracer. Whereas Outlaws, every time they've played something that's not Doomfist, it's looked tragic. Yeah. So I would say Atlanta is fourth, and then Outlaws, and then Mayhem. Which, man, Houston, they're a weird team this year. They are, and I am worried about them moving into the future because it's like when they aren't playing Doomfist, like, I don't know what, like, in the kickoff clash, they'll probably be able to beat, like, Toronto and Washington because they'll probably just fall flat on their faces. But, like, if they have to play Shock, Glad's Fuel, they're just going to get run over. Yeah. But yeah. I think I think fourth, fifth is, I don't Man, think you can, just got, I don't think I've you just can got say, this week's game, Houston, London, that was tragic. What'd you, because, I told you. What, which. I told the, you. The worst thing about it, the, the terrible thing was when Houston swapped to. Ryan and then. The Ryan boom. comps <laughs> and still won the map. And it was crazy because. Uh, London threw that It was that Circuit map, Royale, though. right? Yeah, Circuit Royale. London what? full pushed. Like hottie, hottie, and it was amazing. Hottie dipped Piggy on the Reinhardt. London just yeah. threw the map. They threw. and then yeah, it was. So anyways, it was terrible. It was so bad. But anyway, so, yeah. That's where happened. so London are currently? What is that in the tenth, eleventh, twelfth? No, no, no. They're ninth. London are currently ninth. Yep. But what do we do with Boston? Because Boston are I. Boston, I move them above. Excel. I would move them above London. I think current strength Boston beats London. Like yes, I they, think Boston still they they still haven't proven themselves enough. I I think this week yes, but are they consistent enough to? That's true, and I mean they are. Yeah, and they so I think get... at this point I'd still put them above London, but that could change easily. You, like above this London, week's... you mean you put London I mean, above below. Boston? Yes, I do that. think that Boston is, has been able to. Like they're definitely above New York, but I wouldn't even say they're in the same tier as New York and Paris. I almost think that Boston yeah. and London should be in their own tier. Yeah, where right. it's like they aren't actually like they bottom. Aren't, they aren't bottom, but they they will be able to maybe be competitive if a middle-tier team kind of just flubs it like Washington did. But And they'll beat New York and Paris every time. And then poor Titans in the cellar. Oh, Titans, what are we going to do with you? Just uh, this poor. Yeah, who are the Titans? Who, this who, poor oh. sad team, and what makes it even worse is they play Shock this week. Wait, the Titans isn't that that contenders team that? Oh no! Isn't in the Overwatch League relegation? Here we go, relegating <laughs> the Titans. Man, oh wait, I... no, they wouldn't even be competitive in contenders. Oh. Uh, oh. Well, okay. Okay, uh, that's that's a hot take. Okay, I'm so just, I shock fuel glads in the top tier was one, two, and three, yeah. and then rain outlaws, mayhem, defiant justice, and like the middle tier, London yeah. spit, uh, London, Boston in their own like upper lower tier, New York, Paris in the lower low tier, and then Titans in the proverbial dumpster fire that is yeah, bottom. So with this, we do have a tier break right under the eight spot. So we do, do we think? So do we think it's pretty certain that it's going to be 
Shot Fuel Glad's well, Rain Mayhem Defiant and Justice. So when we look at the top eight in the standings for NA, that is the top eight that we have are the top eight that we have ranked. They're a little different because of yeah. records. So like because Gladiators lost two now, they're eighth. Glads are in that eighth spot. Yeah. And Rain a... are in third. Mayhem are above Outlaws because of map differential. Justice are above Defiant because of map differential. But the current top eight teams that we have in our power rankings are the current eight best ranked teams. And when we look yeah. at the records, like Shock and Fuel have basically guaranteed they're they're in the kickoff clash. Yeah. And then we have a bunch of three and two teams. So the Mayhem, the Outlaws, the Justice, and the Defiant, who have all played five matches, who are looking to get in there. But when we look at the future schedule, right, Outlaws play Paris. They they win that. Like, unless they just flub it horrendously, which there is a universe in which they do, but probably not, right? They win that match. So Outlaws go four and two. Four and two, they'll make it. Four and two, they're in. Uh, but like mayhem mayhem play justice justice and mayhem have one match apiece left and they play each other so the loser goes three and three and the reason why three and three is important is because boston and london both still could go three and three boston it's unlikely because you know they play dallas next week and i don't even think they also play atlanta no boston only plays dallas oh oh yeah yeah, yeah. boston's not winning against dallas like there's no way so boston is out so yeah. the only remaining team that could somehow sneak into the kickoff clash is London because London yep. plays Gladiators and Rain next week. Oh yeah. And if they win at least one of those games, they go three and three. And then you know, Florida, Florida or Justice, one of them has to go three and three. Glads also play Atlanta, and if they lose that one, they could also go three and three. If Atlanta loses to London, they could go three and three. So it's like. There are a lot of teams that could go three and three. And even when we look at, you know, Toronto, let me see, when we look at the Toronto, the week, when we look at the, the, hang on, I got to get through to, let's see, Toronto next week, they play, there it is. Wait, that's not it. Okay. So next week, Toronto plays New York. Oh, they play New York. (laughs) The New York we've said this before new york has the players that they should be able to contend with some of these teams so so yeah it's like if you're a london if you're rooting for london like you perpetually are then i have no idea what you're talking about i'm a completely unbiased unbiased. uh professional i am uh, this professional organization that is me uh (laughs) completely unbiased towards london Yes, um, like if you're. But if, if London, that being said, London's like guaranteed in. If London, well, well, if London wants in, then they have to be rooting for basically rooting for all of the upsets because yeah. they need more than one to happen to hope that map differential goes their way because yeah. they because they're currently at two they're and at two. They're at two and two negative one, yeah. and there's no way they're beating Glads and Rain. There's no way, and even beating one of those teams is like a a pipe dream but they are still rel- theoretically in contention but it's like they have to win one of them and then not lose the other one horrendously because if they win yeah. one of them 3-2 and then get 3-0 well then they're sitting at negative 3 and that they would have to then hope that actually at that point there's no way they 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 would have to hope it Atlanta gets turbo stomped by glads and even then, they would have to then roll Atlanta themselves. So they have to 
play well. They have to win convincingly in the one match they win and then hope that Toronto or Justice or Mayhem just lose their match horrendously and go deep into the negative map differential so that London can jump them. It's so unlikely, though. Part of me wants chaos and hopes that Toronto loses or that Atlanta just fumbles or that Glads fumbles so that London can get in so that they can then just get turbo rolled by in the kickoff class. But but what if they miracle run it and win the whole thing someone. with Reinhardt? The yeah, they're going to win the whole thing. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I, I am rooting. I am rooting for some upsets this yeah. week so that London might be able to get in because this week all of the matches outside of Shock Titans do have playoff implications. Like, yeah, Outlaws should beat Paris, but if Outlaws lose to Paris, well, now Outlaws are three and three with only plus, you know three map differential at most which could drop them in in the seedings so we'll have to see how you know the week kind of progresses with some of those some of those matches but let's actually take a look at some of those the, these week four matchups let's 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 do some preds are you are you oh, yeah. ready for some preds yeah let's do it are we gonna start with uh apac let's or start with start let's with start West? with let's start with what we determined to be what should be the two best apac games Starting with Seoul versus Shanghai. So we the Seoul Dynasty turbo it just like ran over the dynasty uh, ran over the hunters, but then had to take five maps to beat Valiant and then were beat by Spark. Whereas Shanghai got stomped by Fusion, but then beat Spark, who beat Seoul. So it's it's a weird yeah. circle of I I've Yeah, got, and I think this game will kind of help resolve some of the circle I think this things, well hopefully. this whole weekend will because Shanghai plays four matches. Fusion plays four matches, and so do the Charge. That is a brutal schedule. I don't care yeah, how good of a team terrible. you are. Four matches in four days. So, like, we can't even, like, look at the APAC standings and, like, theorycraft who can make it in or not. Because, at most, they've played, like, two or three games. Yeah, yeah. We still have a whole weekend. So, Seoul, so we're still going to make Preds anyway. Seoul, Shanghai. I'm believing in the uh, the Dragons here. What about you? What say ye? I, I think... It's going to be a close one, and I think it could go either way, depending on, on who's in the right, you know, mindset and stuff. But I'm going to go Soul on this You're one. You're going to go with the Dynasty. Yeah. So, and, well, see, and my, think... my thing is, is, like, Dynasty looked good when they were playing the dive and running over the Hunters. However, Nisha and Monk aren't Lee Jae-Gon and Izayaki. I don't think that Soul will be able to run that super aggressive dive as successfully against Shanghai. Who could then also run it back into them? I I think dragons have just will be able to plan better for Soul than Soul will be able to plan for dragons. But that being be said, close. This last weekend was Soul's three games in three days. Week. True. They only have two this, games this week. They only have two games while Shanghai has four. Yes. And so I ha- I think because of that, Soul is able to put okay. more focus on the Shanghai game. But we and, both we both I mean, agree it'll be close though, right? Like probably yeah. I, I think it'll be close. I, that being said, with seeing both teams, I mean both teams got three out, right? Or no, no, no. no uh, Seoul, Seoul took Seoul a map didn't. off. I yeah, think. that's right. Or maybe but, two. Um, but that being said, it's like both teams at their worst have the potential to just get rolled by the other. And so it's like yeah, and so it's like it should be close on theory, and I think each map will be close. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a chance that it ends up being a three zero. 
with each map being close. I suppose, I suppose. But, but we're we're splitting the decision and it's close. Yeah. However, I do want to uh yeah, the Dynasty only have two games, but uh what's their other match that week? Oh, would you look at that? They're playing the fusion. <laughs> and I think they get stomped. I I, 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 I do. I also there's think there's no they chance get. they win this. I no. mean there is a chance. There's but, a chance, but I don't but, think uh-uh. they're gonna happen. No, I think fusion I, take I this think... one. I think Fusion at this point is just on another level Fusion when it comes to APAC. I, I, think, I think any team in APAC can take games off of any other team in APAC outside of the Fusion. I, I think right now the Fusion, after week one, I, I don't know that anyone's really going to be um, Competitive contesting them? them at the top. Yeah. Yeah. At least for the next couple weeks. I, I think, you know, if there's a meta shift or... You know, at this point, because there's so much variety in, mm-hmm. in team comps and stuff like that, that could always change. Someone could find something that's just unstoppable and just start rolling. And so if something like that happened, like a big meta shift, then the fusion could. But, but as it stands right now, no one's going to take games. Yeah, off yeah. Fusion are going to take down Soul. So those are just the two impact games. So we're split on the first one and we agree the second one. But then we move over to the NA games, which have a bunch of playoff implications, which I guess APAC does as well, but they aren't as obvious because we don't know what's going on. Yeah. But with these NA games, we have a very clear, as we just talked about, there are some very obvious games that are going to determine some seeding. The first of which is Gladiators versus Rain. This one will, because the Rain are currently at three and uh three and one three and one and the glads are at two and two so if rain lose this one they're at three and two and then suddenly the game against spitfire although they play glads second i think confirm that for me though the order of of the the glads games because glads play rain and then they also play spitfire so it's like spitfire play rain and glads rain plays spitfire and glads so it's like those three teams so it's Glad's in London on Friday, and then Glad's and then it's Rain. Atlanta, London on oh, Saturday. Okay. So then the Glad's then Rain game. The last game of the week is Glad's Atlanta. Oh, so this game's actually oh, okay. So there is there is a world in which we go into that game where the loser goes home. Yeah. Well, probably probably not. Probably though, not because but, but... unless Rain unless Rain or Glad's get just rolled by spitfire which i don't think we live in that universe. <laughs> i like that world i like that I don't, I don't imagine that that rain or glads will have a low enough map differential to be at risk of getting booted out i think the teams that will be yeah. in at risk if they lose will be mayhem or justice whoever lose that or toronto if they lose to new york yeah. i don't i think i think glads well glads map differential is fairly low so if they lose against rain then they may actually i mean if they lose to spitfire somehow then they may actually be needing some help but anyways who who are you who are you taking in the glads rain matchup uh i've got to go with the glads on this one i i think you know the glads right now their win record their win loss looks a little rough but But it's if you look at who their losses are, the two best teams, it in makes NA. sense. And so it's like I think there's a reason, even though the standings don't reflect it, we keep putting Glads in the top three or four. It's because they are They've one of well. the best teams, and and they play well. And even when they lose, it's close. And I think Atlanta just isn't quite as good as Glads. Yeah, I'm also predicting Glads. I think it's. I think this is looking like a three-one probably, because yeah. the thing is, is that if Atlanta truly has moved over to like the Winston comps. I don't see how they beat no, Glass at I, all. Reiner yeah. is better than Gator. 
And I definitely think Ons or Patapon, whoever plays in Kevster, are better than Nero, Kai, and uh, Venom. I, yeah. I I just don't see Atlanta taking well, it. And Atlanta have had times when they've looked kind of rough against some weaker teams. But yeah. Glad's, they're, they're really consistently strong against... I mean, especially this last week, they looked really strong even when they lost. And, and so I think... Um, they're looking yeah, pretty I, for kickoff clash qualification oh yeah so i i'm not worried you know like it's easy to look at the standings and and think that they're on a fire seat or something but they're, no, they're I, th- I think lads are guaranteed in unless something crazy happens but then but, we have a clash of two three and two teams where these two justice. florida versus washington this one could potentially if london does some upsetting this one could have a very minor potential to potentially kick somebody out, depending on how poorly one of the others performs. I it's gonna be a... I have oh, yeah, full faith in the mayhem. I don't think yeah. after Justice, I think it's gonna not even be close. I, uh, I think it's gonna be a three-one-three-zero. After how Justice looked against Boston, there's a mayhem all the way. Please, yeah, take it from him. Go four and two, mayhem. You deserve it. Well, and I think the thing about mayhem is they will lose every time they play against the top teams, but they'll beat every lower team, you know? And, and so I think, uh, yeah, I think Washington's just not as good as them. And plus Florida has fun while doing it. So <laughs> they, and they'll so, get the brownie points. too. Someone is just a Chad. Someone is actually just a, a, a freak of nature and is dancing permanently every, he's just always oh, yeah. happy. He's always giddy. So mayhem take this and they secure their kickoff clash spot. But now we have the funky, the funky. So if Rain do lose, if we do know that Glad's Rain is the second match, but they play Spitfire first. And the only reason this one is here, because you wanted to pred this one on, because on broadcast. You wanted think to about pred this. it live. Think about this, because when I pred this, you're going to look like an true, oracle. I'm going to look amazing. And if it isn't true, then I'll just look like a Spitfire fan. So it doesn't I, matter. I, you, you think the Spitfire are going to beat the rain, and I say stop that. Get off I of think, whatever you're smoking. You need to cease. I, I think it's possible. I Is think, it likely? Absolutely. Absolutely not. <laughs> it's it's what you, What you don't realize is... The the Spitfire have been holding back. This last week was a prep week. Oh, they're gonna take off the so training this next race. week. Yeah, yeah. So so Glad's will be a close game. It'll probably be a three two. No, but Rain. That's the um, second game for Rain. They play Spitfire first. No, I'm saying Spitfire's, oh, Spitfire's game against the Glad's. It'll be a close game. It'll be like a three two. Uh, and then they'll go against the Rain and just stomp them three one. Spitfire wins easy three two on the glads oh my your uh, rest in peace your pickums i in in the shadow realm like if 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 rain do lose this game to spitfire which probably is not going to happen if they do then that glads game is like that is their win or go home because if they lose to spitfire and glads they're out they're two and four they're not making it in on that See, and, and my thought about the rain, the reason why I think Spitfire stand a chance is, yeah, the rain looks good, but they aren't the best at adjusting to weird stuff. I, I think... And Spitfire is? And the Spitfire is weird stuff. And, no, but and I they think, don't know how to adjust either. <laughs> They're one but they don't need Reinhardt. to adjust. 
Yeah, but but the thing about the Spitfire, especially because like with this being the last week before the tournament, I I wouldn't be surprised to see Spitfire throw out something completely no, I, wacky. They're gonna the, bring you're out off, you're off. They're the gonna goop. bring out the Orisa. You're off the and goop. Just, I think it's possible. I I think you're off yeah. the goop. You're being paid off, and it's gonna be glorious. No, and and uh-uh. do you know what else is glorious? No, the fact. That Mountain Dew chapstick. I hate just it Just like, it, it's amazing. It's like all the joy of drinking the beverage, but you don't even have to drink. You can just eat it. I'm just kidding. Whoa, 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 hang on, hang on. Whoa, hang on. Whoa. Anyways, those are some That's of the crazy, picks. but do you know what isn't crazy? The fact that the Spitfire are going to beat the rain. I... GG easy. No, Go no. home rain. I... Spitfire all the way let's 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 get to the play of the week or in the case of this week the anti the anti play of the week um so you know the dragons got kind of bodied by fusion and i i really think that this this play right here on king's row i think just is the it just kind of encapsulates all that happened like it was beautiful like like we just look at this and they they've won the king's row is won. they've won this map and then lee jay gone just goes and just ints he he wants to kill mn3 and he doesn't and then izayaki gets picked if void gets slept and he's done and then suddenly philly just run the whole map back and then to rio like shanghai just they just turbo fed they got a little too angry they got they wanted they wanted to kill too badly and they just poof Disappear. The thing about it is, it's really a beautiful thing. It, it's like looking a in a mirror. Thing. It, it's it's like watching replays of my own games where I do something stupid, and it's like I am as bad as a Shanghai player. I'm just kidding. <laughs> as bad no. as a Shanghai. All right, that's an interesting phrase. No, it was a. Uh, it's a glorious play and um i wouldn't call it glorious i would call that you know inting but okay but it it it's a beautiful int you know there there a are bad ints and int. they're beautiful it's it's like when you charge in with Ryan and miss your pin and, and go off the map and go off the map and as no, you're falling no. the sigma like throws a rock and hits you so they get the kill credit too yep, and, and it's like yeah it's it's like it's it's terrible but it's beautiful too you know and it shows that these players are human too you know sometimes it's easy to forget that yeah we're not all superhuman yeah unfortunately the dragons kind of are anyway they just got beat by fusion yeah but they're still this literal this this clip that they aren't superhuman they just got boned (laughs) yeah well, anyway, yeah, good stuff. Crazy Fun week, week of matches. APAC is yeah. back, but this Lots week, so much APAC this week. This week, so we much. had 18 matches last week total across both regions. This week, there's 20. 20 matches to wrap up the kickoff clash. And then next week, they're heading to Dallas. They're doing the in-person events. Oh, yeah. And next week, we'll talk about the uh, kind of preview to the kickoff class probably do some some bracket running getting brackets man, boomed don't say it, it don't be, do it don't do it it'd be so nice to uh be able to go if I, you wish that we could go or if you wish that you could go comment below wait a minute also like and subscribe while you're at it 
Don't, don't, don't. I thought you were about don't to say something to... about London. I thought you were about to. <laughs> Anyways. No. And don't forget to hit the bell when you subscribe so you can get notifications for all of our new content. All right. Well, enjoy the matches in this coming final week of the Kickoff Clash, everyone, and we will see you all next week. Peace.